This is a National Arts Center podcast. Find more great NAC podcasts on the performing arts at nacpodcast.ca or search on National Arts Center on iTunes and subscribe for free. Welcome to the We Love Canadian Music Podcast. I'm your host, NAC Presents Executive Producer, Heather Gibson. We Love Canadian Music brings you up-close and personal interviews with Canadian musicians on far-ranging topics from life on the road to the artists they find most inspiring. Join us every two weeks for a new interview. So today I'm here with Emma Cook, and we're going to run you through our classic 12 questions of um, here at the, the NAC Presents podcast. And uh, so the first is, if you can tell everyone here, where did you grow up? I grew up half in Toronto and half in Richmond Hill, which is a suburb of Toronto. You mean you were going back and forth, or you were... Uh, well, when I was very little, I was born in Toronto, and then I moved to Richmond Hill when I was, oh, I don't quite remember, but maybe three. And right. then my parents divorced when I was eight, so then my dad moved back downtown, so then right. back and forth. And so where would you call home? Definitely Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. do you find yourself touring a lot? Is it one of those, is it, I've had some people say to me that home for them as touring musicians is a bit, become a bit nebulous, as, as, but I always find that most people can say if I said, you know, in a sentence you were saying I'm going home, where is that? Yeah, it's definitely Toronto. I. I toured quite a lot when I was younger, and then I had kids, and so I'm more of a of a homebody now. So, touring is more of a like it's I do it less than I stay at home. So right, yeah. So how long was the break that you took? Um, so I took uh, I chose to take about a year off and have a baby, and then I went back, and then I had a head injury. So then that break turned into a five year break. So right. it was only meant to be a one year break. Right. Yeah. Um, and so what is something that people don't know about the place you call home? That is a tough question. What do people not know? Um, well, in my travels around Canada, I think Toronto sometimes gets a little bit of a bad name, right. uh, <laughs> to put it mildly. Um, and I think living there, there's really a lot of community, but you just have to find it. So once you're in a community, uh, it's very strong. Right. So I think that maybe some people don't get that. So do you find Toronto's a place like, say, some large cities have boroughs and like communities that are geographic, or are you talking about communities that are about people? Not about that they all live in a certain area of town. Uh, a little bit of both. Definitely, it is a city of boroughs. So, like certain neighborhoods, um, like if you, it's a huge city, right? So, if you go to different areas, you definitely get very specific neighborhoods. But then, on a grander level, there's there's communities of different kinds of musicians, or right. you know, for instance, the Cameron House on Queen Street. You know, that's yeah. a there's a community around that place. Yeah, and so. And so if you were to tell people that the place they need to go and watch music in Toronto, where is that? 
Right now, I feel like it's the Burdock, which is yep. relatively new. Um, small place. It's small. They've done such a good job of the sound. Yep. It's a beautiful room. It's a listening room. And uh, I live right down the street. So. Right, which is always Slightly nice. It's biased. like you have a, a music venue local. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's uh, always nice when you can be that close to, mm-hmm. to having a drink and listening yes. to great music. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> What's your favorite childhood memory? Now, see, one came to mind right then. What was it? (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. One did come to mind, but it's, like, not at all a good memory. Um, One time I was, it was my sister's birthday. So I have an older sister. She's three years older than me. And I spent my life making her pretty miserable, I guess, as a child. Uh, And it was her birthday, and she was having a birthday party, and um, we were going sledding to keep us away from the house so my mom could get it set up. And so my stepfather took me and my sister sledding and there was a huge hill and there was a kind of an ice thing at the bottom and my sister said, don't go down that hill. You're going to go break that ice and go in the water. Like it was a huge puddle. Right. And I just didn't listen to her and I I said, no, I'm going to go right over it. And I jumped in the sled, I went down and I went like neck deep in freezing cold water. And then we had to walk out of the park and get in the car. And it, I don't know why that's what came to mind when you asked what my favorite memory Well, is, you know, sometimes <laughs> we've, uh, I was recently with some of my childhood friends and we were talking about how really our generation is lucky to be alive yeah, in comparison seriously. to the way that we've raised our children. We, yeah. you know, we've raised children to be, there's lots of stuff that we did that we don't even allow our yeah. kids to do anymore. But yeah. um, are, do you find that with your own kids? Are you very much more protective than you were of, of yourself, say? Um, I'm, I'm pr- uh, I try really hard not to be. Like, I make a conscious choice not to be. Like, um, I try to give them a lot of freedom. Uh, sometimes it's terrifying. Um, but they're still little, and I haven't gotten to that point yet where, you know, they're going to be biking around the neighborhood on their own. So I'm not sure. Like, I live in the city, and it's busy, and there's lots of cars. And I used to tear around on my bike, but, you know, I'm not sure yeah. if I'm going to be that parent. Yeah. It's almost like we know all the things that could happen. Yes. <laughs> so you said you have a sister. Do you have any others? I have a brother and a sister. I'm the, I'm the baby. You're the baby. I'm the baby, yep. That's one of my, my questions, too, is whether you're the, the youngest or the oldest people. There's lots of people have lots of theories about, about <laughs> where you fit in the realm of things and, and what that leads to. But I don't know. Do you, do you feel that there's a, you have a, a sort of classic relationship of the oldest and the middle child and the you being the youngest are you the baby as you call it i've heard i've heard lots of those theories uh sometimes they're different so some people have different theories uh my brother's definitely not like the caregiver which is technically the oldest child thing i think isn't it i think that's part of it yeah like i'm definitely the caregiver in our family like i'm the one that you know organizes family things and calls people and gets everyone together so that's my role i don't know if that's typical youngest well, I, yeah, I mean, sometimes I've heard that that sort of like sounds like the glue. Sometimes the glue is that middle it's person. supposed to be the middle. Yeah, the yeah, middle's the one that's supposed to try and keep everybody happy and, and, uh, and kind of be the glue of the relationship. But you never know. I mean, it's, it's, it's always all these, this psychology of stuff. Yeah. But. So do you currently have a pet? Yeah, I yeah. sure do. What, kind of, what do you have? <laughs> I have a cat named Roxton. Um, Roxton? Yes. Almost rock star. 
almost. <laughs> we uh, we had a house, our first house, my husband and I, that we got in Toronto was on Roxton Road. Ah. And when we bought it, it was February minus 25 when we opened the door. This cat ran in and that was And Roxton. now he's yours. He's ours. He never there left. There you go. So. Nice. <laughs> um, best show you've ever played. Where, with who, and why was it the best? And you can define what best means. Well, you know, I had a CD release at Burdock just last week. Yeah. And I, I have to say, I mean, it's fresh in my mind, but it was pretty great. Yeah? What I made it great? I think, well, the, the place was full of CD releases are always my favorite, because, yeah. you know, you have all your... Often you have your family and your friends, and a lot of people come out for that. So that, there's that. Also, the sound was great. The band I had was amazing. Um, and it was a pretty profound show for me because uh, it's been a long time off, right. and this album is sort of pretty emotional. So performing it live for the first time in front of those people was pretty meaningful for me. Yeah. Yeah. And so who's your first listener? The first person who listened to me or who I listened to? No, like to? for when you're making new music and you, you roll it out for somebody, mm-hmm. the first, you know, the first, same thing with a lot of writers have first readers, the person who reads their work first. Who listens to your work the first time through? When you're ready to, when you're saying, you know what, I want to, I want to try this. Or are you one of those artists who goes to the burdock and no one but the bands heard the music? Yeah, I do often play it for my husband, but I always regret it. When I do. <laughs> Why is that? He's not a musician and he does, I guess, I guess when I say it, I always regret it, like I don't, I don't get the, he's also quite a, a staid guy, like he's not right. like exuberant. Doesn't really get excited about no, music. No, he doesn't. Like he'll be like, yeah, that's great. That's great, babe. Right. Like, that's good. You right. know, so it's like, I want more than that. But I think my dad would be the person that uh, I want to love the music the most. Right. Like I, so it's I, a, you, yeah. it's a, you want your dad to be excited and pleased with it. And, yeah. Right. But I don't really like send him songs and, until they're done either. So I think I'm a bit private about it. Right. Yeah. Who do you write the music for? Oh, um, I think I write it for myself. Is that yeah. selfish? No. No, I, no. I mean, I think the reason that I write is usually for myself and then once the songs are written there's there's a real drive and a need to share it mm-hmm. but the first thing the seed is because um, there's something that needs to be let out and dealt with yeah. in myself yeah. yeah so you said you used to tour a little bit what's one of the places um, your favorite places in Canada and why hmm Canada's so great and there's so many funny little places too um when you toured, did you drive? Yeah, yeah I, I quit my day job in like 2009 and I bought a car and I got rid of my apartment in Toronto. And so I literally was just driving back and forth across Canada. And so I went all over, um, you know, tiny little places. And um, it's really hard to choose. Okay. It's well, really hard to choose. Okay, you can sit and think about that for a little okay, bit. Okay, I'm going to mull it over yeah, and we'll come back. Yeah. Well, some people don't like to have favorites. I don't want yeah, I will. So what's one place in Canada you'd like to visit that you haven't? I would really like to go to Yellowknife. Mm-hmm. Um, I stopped in to uh, Whitehorse on my way on a canoe trip once, um, but I never went to Yellowknife, and I'd really like to go up there. So what does Yellowknife look like in your mind? Um, 
they seem to have like a really cool arts scene there. Yeah. Um, so surprisingly bilingual. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Surprising to me, but only when I was in in the Yellowknife, uh, and I think it's because there's such an, a net import of mm. government workers. Right. Um, but yeah. yeah, there's a and there's there's a French immersion schools mm. in Yellowknife, which I was surprised at when I was there. I just learned today about this castle thing that they make out of ice. Yeah. Yeah. Also known as an ice castle. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so that sounds amazing. Yeah. So it is. Know, it's a really interesting place. And it's funny, a lot of artists who I've talked to on this have all, it's all about the North. Mm. And I think that, that there's, a, um, there's a great divide in this country, right? Mm. Of, of the, along the American border, sort of, what, I don't know what the, they used to tell us when we were kids, it was like so many kilometers from the American border, which is where you know, a certain massive percentage of the population lived. Right. And so many of us have never gotten to the North, never mind the far North. And you know, I don't think that Yellowknife is considered the far North. No. Um, yeah, I did, I, I, my family did the, canoed the Nahani River, which is like mm. way, way, way up. And there's something, like if I can say magical, like I don't know, like there's just something really special. That well, the, the few air. times that I've spent above the tree line, um, it's still, there's mm. a strange stillness yeah. of, uh, in the air and the sound. And mm. um, strange, I sh- shouldn't use the word for strange, but it's strange to, to somebody us. who's it's, a yeah. southerner or whatever, yeah. you know, whatever the term is for me. Okay, taking a total different direction now, do you ride roller coasters? Um, I, I used to when I was a kid, but... Yeah. You like them, or are you scared of them? I liked them. Yeah? Water slides now? I'm always just looking for fellow water sliders. Uh, is that, is that a term, are a water like slider? A, are you a secret, secret water slide lover? <laughs> oh, I'm a, I love water slides, not yeah. Even and it's funny, because it's not a secret, no, no, it's a, it's a fact. I love water slides, but I, it's a certain, I'm finding there's a big cleave of people who are, they either ride roller coasters or they don't. It's like you could separate our population by roller coasters, yes or no. See, these are things I've never thought of. So you're opening my eyes to these. But it sounds like you're really nonplussed about roller coasters. You're like not a guess or no. Like if you had, if I said, let's go on the roller coaster, what would you say right now? Yeah, right now I'd probably say no. Yeah. Because I'm about to go play a show. But (laughs) no, but you know, if it was a Saturday afternoon, sun was shining, like I'd go on the roller coaster. Huh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Every five years or so, I think I can go on the roller coaster. It'll be fine. It is always awful. And I'm reminded that I hate roller coasters. So two last questions, dogs or cats? I used to say dogs, but I, my cat is like the best thing in the world, so I Well, you don't I, have to get rid of your cat just no, because know, you're a dog like, lover. No, I know, but he's amazing. Like, I can't... Have you ever I had a dog? Say do- yeah, I have. And so now you've totally been converted by Roxton, the pickup yeah, cat. Yeah, like, I like them both. I love animals. Yeah? I do. Dogs are probably a bit more work, which yes. is not great right now when you have little kids and stuff but um my cat's amazing but he's kind of dog-like right so like there is there is the dog cat that he is that yeah he is that yeah and they so like he, they come and he always they comes do he's things. on me he yeah. wants to be around me you know he's yeah it's very different than that cat that just sort of no, stares at like you like you're not supposed to be there no i don't yeah. want that cat pie or cake oh see how cake cake <laughs> <laughs> Come on! 
<laughs> it's easy. You got to be a. Pi it's another one of those pie or cake things. It's very clear of you know people I either. Mean, you want everything to be so black and white. Like sometimes I want pie. I, I don't sometimes want it to be black and white. I'm just telling you that this has been my experience that people are either full on on the pie or they're full on on the cake. <laughs> and you know it's like it's like people that don't. It's like men and women. They're two different things. It's just apples and oranges. Yeah. And it's no big deal. You can like both. Have you ever run the data on like people who like pie and cake and people who like roller coasters and slides? Hi, like, well, you know what? We don't. It's a very small pool so far okay. so until we expand the pool and I have more of these podcast conversations <laughs> but when it happens yeah. Um, let I, me know yeah I'll run the, an, at least a Venn diagram of some kind to mm. see which overlap <laughs> it'll be really nice I think but anyways thank you so much for sitting down with me and I hope you have a great show tonight thanks for having me and uh, we'll see you again in the future I'm sure Thanks for listening to We Love Canadian Music. If you like what you heard, subscribe to the podcast. We hope you'll give NAC Presents a like on Facebook and find us online by searching for NAC Presents. This has been a National Arts Centre podcast produced in Ottawa by NAC New Media. Send us your comments and questions. Email us at nacpodcasts at gmail.com. Visit the podcast section of the iTunes store where you can rate and comment on this podcast. We love to hear from you. Remember, you can find more great NAC podcasts at necpodcast.ca or search on National Arts Centre on iTunes and subscribe for free. Until next time, goodbye from Canada's National Arts Centre.